We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. identify myself as a Bible-believing, unashamed follower of Jesus Christ. I believe the Bible, I follow Jesus, and I'm not ashamed to say so. The answer is not in the next election. The answer is not in Washington, D.C. The answer to America's problems is in the pulpit and the pews of America's churches. That's what we do here daily on Bob Bernie Live. We listen, we think, And then we look at the Word of God, evaluate it, and develop our worldview from God's point of view. The views and opinions expressed are those of the participants and may not be the views or opinions of the staff, management, or advertisers of WRFD. Isn't it strange how that you take two pieces of material, you can take wood, you can take plastic, you can take anything, and you can put them in any configuration until you put them perpendicular to each other and make a cross. The Word of God. Read it. Obey it. That is the answer to America's problems. Call 1-877-BOB-LIVE. Bob Bernie Live. And welcome to a Tuesday edition of Bob Bernie Live. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me. My telephone number, as usual, is 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. Breaking news. It looks like you and I are... Suing a railroad. Well, since we are residents of the state of Ohio, we are involved. About 45 minutes ago, Attorney General Dave Yost announced that the state of Ohio is suing Norfolk Southern Railroad after the East Palestine derailment. I think most people probably expected that. And uh, I think it's a good move. Uh, I keep telling you I'm not an expert on anything, and I'm certainly not an expert on railroad safety, but it seems absolutely clear that the derailment was caused by neglect uh, from the railroad. Uh, A wheel bearing got too hot, caught, uh, burst into flames, Uh, From what I've read, the sensors that should have detected that were not sufficient. And uh, the fault lies not in the quality of the tracks, but actually one of the rail cars. And uh, I think it's absolutely clear that the responsibility for the derailment lies solely at the feet of Norfolk Southern Railroad. And as we have talked about so many times, those dear people in East Palestine, your heart has to break for them. 
Uh, there are obviously the physical consequences. The headaches, the sore throats, it's going to be almost impossible to determine what is real and what is psychosomatic, and I'm not diminishing it if you were listening to me yesterday. Uh, This is going to be an incredibly difficult emotional situation for those folks to deal with. What is real? What is not? What is safe? What is not? Who do we believe? And then financially, those people are wiped out. Their houses are worthless, absolutely worth, probably less than worthless. You know, we say, well, you couldn't even give it away. I think that's probably the case for most of the homes, especially those nearest to the derailment. You would have to pay for someone to take that house off your hands. And that means the life savings for a whole lot of people. And it looks like uh, Norfolk Southern has been very reluctant to do the right thing. The EPA that insisted that they take over the cleanup. Uh, Governor Mike DeWine was asked a few days ago, why is the state of Ohio doing something about it? And it seems that the EPA, the federal EPA, said, uh, out of the way, we're going to take care of this because... We're the federal government, and we know what's best. And tons and tons and tons of contaminated dirt is just lying there. And every time it rains, that contamination is seeping down into the soil, making things worse. Uh, It is a tragic situation, and it, it doesn't seem that any of those who could make a difference are really doing what they need to do and what they should do. So Governor, or not Governor, Attorney General Dave Yost is suing on behalf of the state of Ohio, uh, suing Norfolk Southern. This is breaking news. We don't know a whole lot of details, uh, but obviously we will uh, keep our eyes on that. All right, then updates from around the country before we get into uh, some other news of the day. Uh, Sometime in the 4 o'clock hour, I have audio for you from President Biden about transgenderism. Wait, you you got wait till you hear this. The President of the United States, wait till you hear what he said. Uh, I'll have that for you a little later. All right. State of Kansas has passed a ban on boys participating in girls' sports and vice versa, although it's always one way. Have you noticed that? You know, we are told that these kids are just trapped in the wrong body, a male in a female's body, female in a, a male's body, and they can't help it. It's the way they're born. That's their real, true identity. Why is it that it's almost always a boy who wants to become a girl? Almost always. If this was a natural thing, it would be equal. You'd have as many girls thinking that they're a boy as boys thinking they're girls. Uh, But anyway, 
and particularly in athletics, have you ever heard of a transgender girl, that's a boy pretending to be a girl, wanting to compete, no, 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 a transgender boy, a girl pretending to be a boy, wanting to compete against other boys? Have you ever heard of that? Well, no, because anybody with any common sense knows that a biological male has an inborn advantage physically, muscularly over girls. But anyway, uh, the state of Kansas has passed what looks like to be a veto-proof legislation. It is HB 2238. It is called the Fairness in Women's Sports Bill. Kansas has a Democratic governor. She, Laura Kelly, has said she's going to veto it. But it looks like the uh, legislature has a veto-proof majority. Uh, The House of Representatives passed the bill 82 to 40. The Senate approved it 28 to 11. It's going to go to the governor's desk. She will probably veto it. It will go back to the legislature, and they will probably override the veto, which means boys compete against boys, girls compete against girls. Duh! Well, of course, that's... uh, Uh, That's common sense, which is in very, very short supply today, sadly and unfortunately. Um, We have a solid Republican majority here in the state of Ohio. We could do the same thing here. And we have a Republican governor that I don't think would veto it. But the Republicans down at the State House are so divided. I'm telling you folks, the Republican Party here in the state of Ohio is a mess. It's a mess. Um, all right, anyway, we need to take a break. Here's my number 877 Bob Live, an update on the uh, proposed constitutional amendment. To provide abortion right up to the time of birth, I've got an update on that. And an update on uh, the action taken against the Smithsonian Museum. we got all that when we come back. Bob Bernie Live. Looking at today's news through a biblical worldview. Well, all of the uh, technicalities have been taken care of to um, get a constitutional abortion amendment, pro-abortion amendment, on the uh, November ballot. The proponents, the pro-death, pro-abortion proponents, now have to get signatures, uh, a certain number of signatures. Uh, I believe the deadline is July sometime. So we'll just keep an eye on this. Um, if 
this makes it to the ballot. And I hope it doesn't. Personally, I, I hope it doesn't. But if it makes it to the ballot, this will become one of the most expensive campaigns for an amendment here in Ohio, in Ohio history. Uh, altogether, billions of dollars will be spent on both sides, uh, much of it from outside the state. Uh, pro-life, pro-abortion, it is going to be a fierce, fierce battle. And uh, first of all, I hope it doesn't make it to the ballot. I hope they don't get enough signatures. And then secondly, if it does make it to the ballot, I hope there is enough moral foundation left in the state of Ohio that the people of Ohio would soundly defeat this amendment. It would basically make abortion available or up basically until the day of birth. Now, the people that are floating this amendment say, oh, no, 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 no. The language is so ambiguous that it certainly could be interpreted that way. But the language has been approved by the Ohio Attorney General's Office, the uh, ballot whatever commission that is. So those hurdles have been crossed. And uh, now it will be signatures on petitions uh, to put it on the ballot. So we will see. We will uh, keep our eye on that. Uh, You may remember back um, January 20th, that was the 50th annual National March for Life in Washington, D.C. After the March for Life, a group of Catholic high school students went to both the Smithsonian Air and Space Museum and the National Archives. I've been to both. Absolutely incredible. It's phenomenal to look at the original Declaration of Independence, original copies, handwritten copies of the Constitution. Uh, it's just phenomenal. It really is. The Air and Space, space Museum, I have always been a space geek. Uh, just fascinating. If you go to Washington, D.C., I hope you can visit both. Well, that's what these high school students desired to do as well. They're from a Catholic school, pro-life, and they had on hats, or some of them had ski caps, and it said pro-life rosary, or maybe rosary pro-life. I don't remember what the order was. That was it. No graphic pictures of abortions or anything like that. Rosary, they're Catholics, and pro-life. Well, at both places, they were told they had to leave. Get out. Your uh, hats, your caps are offensive. They're political statements. We don't allow that here. And they were literally thrown out of both institutions. Well, uh, they didn't take it lying down. They uh, contacted representation, and I believe it was um, it wasn't um, Alliance Defending Freedom uh, ACLJ. The ACLJ came to their assistance, sued both the Smithsonian and the National Archives, and they have won in both cases. Um, Part of the uh, court document said, quote, 
When our clients initially when our clients initially entered the museum, they were told by at least two security officers to remove their hats as they were going through security. They complied, believing this to be a simple security protocol for screening. After passing through security and seeing other individuals wearing expressive attire, the students put their hats back on and viewed the museum exhibits. Thereafter, multiple museum personnel told the students they must remove their hats. Staff could be heard using expletives about the students, many of whom were minors. And they were ultimately told, get out. Well, uh, both the Smithsonian National Air and Space Museum and the National Archives have both apologized. They have assured um, the ACLJ that this will not happen again. Quote, the Smithsonian has agreed not to engage in this kind of harassment of pro-lifers again. In addition... It is also going to instruct security officers at all of its museums not to target pro-life speech. According to the consent order that has been approved by the court, quote, Smithsonian shall further reiterate to all security officers stationed at all Smithsonian museums open to the public and the National Zoological Park That Smithsonian policy does not prohibit visitors from wearing hats or other type of clothing with messages including religious and political speech. So uh, not only was it a win for them, it was a win for anyone who has a religious expression on a T-shirt or a hat or whatever. And not just these two museums, but all of the Smithsonian Museums. Good for these Catholic high school students. They know their constitution. Good for them. 